Sudan's war leaves deep scars in Janina, a city of two massacres. Zainab Mohamed Sali People in West Darfur's capital still step over residue from the bodies of some of the 10,000 dead, and thousands have fled. Jinaina, the capital of West, Darfur, state in Sudan, can feel like two cities in one. There are mass graves, abandoned armored vehicles and homeless children, but also newly opened restaurants, bustling markets and factory-fresh Toyotas, nicknamed Kenjkanjia, meaning stolen in the local dialect, owing to their lack of registration plates. Since war broke out between the Army and the Paramilitary Rapid Support Forces, RSF, in April last year, the city has witnessed two major massacres. Decomposing bodies lay out on the streets for up to 10 days on both occasions, their flesh eaten by dogs and chickens. Residues from the bodies of the dead remain even now, stepped over by people as they go about their daily business. Some districts in the center of the city, where people displaced by conflict elsewhere in Darfur used to congregate in government buildings, have all but been abandoned. Buildings bear scorch marks and bullet holes on their walls from the fighting. For two months from mid-April and then again for a week in early November, Jinaina was convulsed by fighting that rapidly developed along tribal lines, pitting Masalit and other non-Arab people in support of the army against the RSF and allied Arab militia. More than 10,000 people died in the city, mostly from the Masalit population, and thousands more fled west over the border to Chad. Arab militias allied with the RSF laid siege to the city in May. On June 15, the torture and murder of the Masalit governor of West Darfur state, Kamas Abakar, allegedly by the RSF's allies, prompted the exodus of thousands of people to Chad. By June 22, the Darfur Bar Association reported that G9 had fallen. There were further clashes in early November, which ended with the last remaining soldiers from the army garrison fleeing, marking the RSF's final victory in the city. In the intervening months, details began to emerge of horrific abuses committed by the RSF and its allies in the city. On July 13, a UN investigation discovered a mass grave of dozens of Masalit civilians near G9, all allegedly killed by the RSF between the 13th and the 21st of June. A tearful Amani Abdullah, 20, a Sudanese woman, who fled the conflict in Jinaina, mourns her husband who, according to her, was killed by the RSF at their house. https colon slash slash i.guam.co.uk slash img slash media slash 88d9fc3fc458a7f6dbc903ez66b45d5b58824f slash 0 underscore 142 underscore 4260 underscore 2556 slash master slash 4260.jpg question mark width. Equal sign 445 and DPR equal sign 1 and equal sign none. Some Masalit people opted to head towards what they perceived as the relative safety of the army garrison near Ardamida instead of Chad. They described being shot at while on the road to Ardamida on June 13. Arabs appeared from nowhere and started shooting at us, said Fatima, who did not want to give her last name. People were jumping into the river with their children to dodge the bullets. Fatima said her son lost his arm during the shooting. Abakar Haroun, a member of a group tasked with burying the bodies of victims, said the task tip days. One day, I remember working from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. with colleagues burying people in a cemetery in the Al-Shadi neighborhood, he said. Samia Osman, not her real name, said, I counted 117 bodies in front of my house. We used to jump over the bodies to reach our homes.
Women from G9 are weeping after receiving news of their missing relatives in Ardamida, as they waited for them in Otter, Chad. HTTPS colon slash slash iduguam.co.uk slash img slash media slash 1-2-3-C-9-C-5-E-5-5-6-9-2-D-3-3-8-3-4-5-0-6-E-1-F-4-4-A-4-D-3-3-C-3-slash-0-underscore-0-underscore-4-9-5-7-underscore-2-9-7
JPG question mark width equals sign 445 and DPR equals sign 1 and Z equals sign none. For now, the biggest threat in G9A comes from the air. As it struggles to stem the tide of RSF advances, the army has launched bombing campaigns on RSF-controlled territory, driving a new exodus of civilian populations. It was simultaneously preventing humanitarian access to RSF-controlled areas, said Lenny Christian, from the World Food Programme. The situation in Sudan today is nothing short of catastrophic, she said. Millions of people are impacted by the conflict and are struggling to feed their families. We are already receiving reports of people dying of starvation, yet access challenges are making it incredibly challenging to reach areas where people need our urgent help the most.